Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marcia Sellright to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best. Jack Eichel finds the opening. Top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 Home of the lot to get to today, including uh, a little bit uh, of news making its way around the National Hockey League from a signing perspective and potential signing perspective. Uh, That in one-timers in hour number two. We'll also bring you up to date with uh, a new segment on the program. Every Thursday it's going to be top five. There'll be a different top five. Uh, Today we are going to... Well, we're planning on diving into the top five remaining free agents. Now, Mm -hmm. something that's happening outside that could influence what's going on. Hmm. Maybe a last-minute change. But right now, we're going to do the the top five remaining unrestricted free agents. And there's a couple of big names in there. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of guys that we're like, okay, they're almost in the prime of their careers. Yeah. Why are they not signed yet? Right. And uh, we'll 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 dive into that and maybe a little bit about uh, where they could end up. Uh, we also have uh, a good conversation about who could lead the Vegas Golden Knights in scoring this year. Mm-hmm. This is not a franchise for all the success that it's had. That's had one of those perennial leading scorers mm-hmm. year after year after year. Like Matt Sundin led the Toronto Maple Leafs every year in scoring. Like the, the sure. Wayne Gretzky, yeah. you, you, the, those types of things. It's been a bit of a rotation mm-hmm. with, with the Vegas School of the Knights. Seems obvious this year that we could get another new name at the top of that list. I, I would bet on it, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Who are you thinking? I mean, the obvious choice. Amadio? <laughs> exactly. It's Michael Amadio. 100% yeah. all, the, all the way. Uh, no, I listen, I, I think that you look at this, and, and not to kind of bury the lead here, but... In my estimation, this season, it comes down to Jack Eichel being this team's most offensively prolific player. And, and in that regard, I think Jack Eichel leads his team in scoring. Should. Should. But I'm also going to give you, year by year, who was not only the leading scorer mm-hmm. and who was the next leading scorer. Okay. Just to give you a little bit of perspective mm-hmm. of, of what's going on. Okay. Now, Jack Eichel... Uh, last year, his points per game is where, when you hear him talk that there's another level to get to, mm-hmm. that's what he's looking at. His goals last year were very effective. Yeah, uh, fourteen goals in mm-hmm. twenty-four games or thirty-four games. Yeah, so that that that's really good. Yeah, coming off uh, the surgery and the with the, with the broken thumb, uh, that's outstanding. Just wants to add it up uh, a little bit more on the point side of it. Will that help playing with the same people all the time? Because there was a revolving door uh, with the lineup when Jack Eichel went in. Mm-hmm. Uh, ne- never really got a chance with, with Mark Stone. 
uh, on a consistent basis of being able to tie all that together. So I think that uh, that the points will come when he gets a comparable type player with him on either side. I I agree with that. I, I now I would make the argument that Jack Eichel being healthy going into this season, Jack Eichel having kind of a run of games last year where he was able to come back from his surgery, get his feet wet, and now what he's been able to do and put together over the summer is going to have him hitting the ground running. But I would also think that getting the opportunity to have a full training camp, getting the opportunity to work through some of those chemistry things that you want to have at the beginning of the year, I would expect Jack Eichel to, as an individual, be in a better spot than when he got into the lineup last year for the Golden Knights. And I just think that that's going to equate to more points. What do you have for a number with Jack Eichel? So I look at it and, you know, Jack's best season, 82 points in 77 games. That's that's my benchmark this year for Jack Eichel. I think he's a point-of-game player. I do. And I'm expecting him to play 82. So I look at Jack Eichel as point-of-game, and I think 82 to 80 to 90 points is kind of where I want him to top out. I think 90 is sort of my my number where I, I want to see him higher than that. Really? Low, low end, 90. I want to see. The, you the way, you the, want 100? You want, you want him want, flirting with 100? I want 90. 90 or above. Okay. Uh, That's I, fair. I would take the way they put in the increase in scoring the last couple of years. And, sure. and certainly in the playoffs last year, we saw a no, uh, no sign that that was going to be pulled back if it continues in that regard he's healthy mm-hmm. he's happy and he's got the two best line mates that he's ever going to play with in his national hockey league career to date fair i think i think 90 plus so you and i are on the baseline you and i are on similar wavelengths i'm setting i'm saying jack eichel sets a career year in points mm. and that's anything over 82 right but i want to see it I want to see it nudged up. Okay. Point per game is minimum. I'm looking for a little bit on top of that. And could he score? Could he score 100 points? Become the first guy to to hit that mark? Why not? I don't disagree with you. I, I think that he's got all the tools. I, I, you know, I look at it and I say, with a Golden Knights team and not really knowing exactly who he's going to play with, I'm gonna set I'm gonna set that bar between 82 and 90 points. That's what I want to see out of Jack Eichel. That's what I think the Golden Knights are going to need out of Jack Eichel. And those are two kind of you know similar but different things. If Jack is right there, if he's in that realm, over a point a game, flirting with 90, 95 points, the Golden Knights are going to be in a good spot. Regardless, I think we see a, an all-time record for most points in a single season by a Vegas Golden Knight. Yeah, I agree. Forward. Yeah, I agree. That's that's the baseline, mm-hmm. and then you can add on the other accolades. So your number one, William Carlson, led the team in scoring mm-hmm. with uh, with seventy nine points. So right around uh, Jack Eichel's career high, mm-hmm. uh, he played every game that year. And Marcheseau was next with seventy five points. Uh, Marcheseau led the team the next year, but mm-hmm. much smaller total. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't hit sixty, and Carlson was second. So mm-hmm. they've they've been one two. Uh, flip the order the first two years. And then it was the Stone Pacioretty show for the next two years, yep. where Pacioretty led the team in year three, uh, just edged out Mark Stone, 
And in year four, it was Stone that led the team. 61 points, 55 games played. So he was over a point per game. So he would have been in that 90-point range over an 82-game schedule that year. Uh, Pacioretty was uh, about 10 points off there. Last year, Marchessault Mm -hmm. led the team with 66 points in 76 games played. The runner-up? Chandler Stevenson. Mm-hmm. And that was a great race all year. Back so the and most, forth. The most common name that you hear in this is Marceau. Mm-hmm. And then a common, then uh, Carlson, Pacioretty, and Stone next. And w- one appearance in uh, first or second by Chandler Stevenson. But in four of the five years, mm-hmm. you've had a different player lead this team in scoring. Only and, one, only one repeat uh, top score, and I think that that is is kind of a, a testament to the Golden Knights and and how they grew and how they built from year one as an expansion team to where they are right now. You have acquired you had the stars. You, you had you had to build a team by committee, and that's kind of what you saw over the first three four years, where the Golden Knights had a different guy leading the way, and now that they've been able to acquire more and more talented pieces now that they've got a guy like Jack Eichel in the fold I think that you would expect to see a shift and it's now the Jack Eichel show in terms of leading this team in scoring Mm -hmm. goals that's a different conversation Mm -hmm. but it could include the same name right in Jack Eichel yeah I don't think it would be out of this world for Jack Eichel to lead the team in both Mm -hmm. that's that's what I'm that's what I'm expecting. Really, mm-hmm. I'm not as confident in that. I'd like, I'd, based on last year and the, uh, and I don't know whether it was because they were so beat up and uh, so injury riddled that he was shooting more and putting mm-hmm. some pressure on himself to to shoot more. But the goals came at a higher rate last year than I was anticipating out of the gate. I hope that continues. I hope he becomes. And continues to be more of that shoot-first guy. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see the makeup of the line for Jack Eichel and, and you know, who he ends up playing with. But, you know, to your point, I, I do think that coming into the lineup when he did with Mark Stone going out of the lineup with the Golden Knights being beat up, there was a, a, a premium for Jack Eichel to go out there and put the team on his back and score and, and be the guy to score. So um, I, I would I would like him to keep that mentality. Even even if he doesn't need to do it, right? Because I think that if Jack Eichel is 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 shooting the puck more, it opens up a lot more options for him as well. So I would love to see a Jack Eichel that scores forty goals, gets close to forty goals, and puts up somewhere in the ninety point range. That'd be awesome. We're all in agreement that Jack Eichel should lead the Vegas Golden Knights in points. Yeah. Who's number two on that list? And I've with a purpose, giving you guys mm-hmm. the second leading score on the team every year. Second leading score has been Marceau, Carlson, Stone, Pacioretty, and Chandler Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Five different guys have been the second leading scorer. So, my initial read on this is if Mark Stone plays seventy-two to seventy-five games this year, it'll be Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, from from an offensive ability. I think Mark Stone is the next best player on this team in terms of creating offense, in terms of what he can do in all situations, not just on the power play, but also on the penalty kill and turning that into offense as well. 
I look at this and I say, if Mark Stone's healthy, and I'm, I'm defining that as 72 to 75 games, he misses no more than 10 games in the year, I think Mark Stone's number two, and I think it's not close. Can I just volunteer an idea? Okay. Anybody. <laughs> I'm serious. That's fair. Anybody. That's fair. Is it Marcheseau, who's led this team in scoring twice mm-hmm. in the first five years? Is it Riley Smith, Is who, who hasn't been in the top two at all, mm-hmm. but has shown a penchant for going on, on big runs? Is it Chandler Stevenson? Who was outstanding? Where everybody wondered whether he would be the guy on the outside when Jack Eichel came in last year. Mm-hmm. He ended up being a real big part of this team the entire season a year ago, and keeping them and helping them maintain that position in the race. William Carlson does he find his groove? There's a handful of people, along with the Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. That could be the runner-up in point production, and normally I would say, okay, if if Mark Stone is not in your top three mm-hmm. point producers, mm-hmm. that's a really bad sign. Sure, yeah. But the way that uh, a Marcheseau can produce points, the way that we saw Chandler Stevenson have a career year last season, the way that William Carlson is due for a breakout season after the last couple of seasons of, of falling back and being beat up. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure I'm willing to say that right now. So I'm going best case scenario, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm thinking idealistically here and my, my only, so your top three are, are Eichel stone. Mm-hmm. And then who? Oh man, that's a tough one. Because that that in your me, ideal situation, that to me is in anybody's spot. Like that to me is what you're describing in spot number two, right? Like if, if my, it, my ideal is Eichel Stone, Marcheseau. That that that's would, my ideal. That would make the most sense, right? But you know, I'm I'm leaving room there for Chandler Stevenson to be very good. I'm leaving mm-hmm. room for Nick Waugh to take another step and get himself into that conversation. I'm leaving room for. Shea Theodore having a phenomenal year and going completely off and, mm. and picking up a lot of power play points and, and doing the things that we've kind of forecasted for Shea Theodore over the last couple of seasons. So I would look at it and I'd say, idealistically, if everything goes well for the Golden Knights this year, it's Eichelstone 1-2. And then as far as that third spot goes, if it's Marcheseau, great. If it's Theodore, even better. You if didn't Chan- mention Smith? I, you didn't mention Carlson? I didn't. Mainly because I look at those two players, and I think responsibility for them is going to be defense first, right? Like I look at Carlson, you expect them to score, you want them to no, score. Not in your second line. You, I, I'm sorry. I, and I, I don't know. And Hold on. I don't know whether they're going to play together. And and I, that's, should, I should I should offer that as a caveat. And that's fair. So I guess it, it kind of it's kind of a feeling that I have for one of the other. Or one or one or the other, depending on what the role is for Riley Smith or what the role is for William Carlson. My guess is one of those two guys is going to be the defensive specialist on this team. And in that regard, like I'm not expecting a, a massive offensive year from either one of them. Now, are they going to be where they've been? Sure. 
Would I love to see 25 goals from William Carlson? Yeah, but it hasn't happened in two seasons. And that's, that's the part where, you know, when I talk about anybody in that third spot, if it's William Carlson, that's phenomenal for the Golden Knights. I just, I don't think that I'm expecting that this year. I'd love it to happen, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Shea Theodore. He's been on a tear. He's been very good. He's been offensively productive. I think Jonathan Marcheseau has a chance to put up more than 30 goals, assuming that he's playing with Jack Eichel, which is something I think is, is on the table. So, you know, I, I don't know that there's going to be enough there for Riley Smith or William Carlson to get there, but if they do, that's awesome. That's great. You mentioned Nick Waugh. Mm-hmm. You also threw in the name Chandler Stevenson yeah. as potential being in your top three. Sure. Do, do they take a big step in Waugh? Do they follow up a career year in Chandler Stevenson? If that happened, you are getting incredible value mm-hmm. for those contracts. Oh. Which you did, which you didn't in, in Chandler Stevenson a year ago, which you would in the case of Nick Waugh on his new deal now. And, and that's that's kind of the the recipe I think is is necessary for for Vegas. Like we've we've talked about kind of where we see the Golden Knights in terms of the Pacific Division, but if you can get the type of production that that we're talking about out of a Nick Waugh, out of a Chandler Stevenson again, that's just that's just gravy for the Golden Knights because you're going to need goals to come from somewhere. You're going to need the points to, to total up and, and add up in your corner somewhere. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, you're, you're expecting health for sure, but you still need more out of some players. And, and you know, I, I look at Nick Waugh, I look at the, the contract extension, I look at what he's been able to do over his time here in Vegas. He's gotten better every year. So why stop that now? Your ears must be sore. Why? Because people are yelling at you all over the Las Vegas Valley right now. Yelling at me. I'm, I'm not saying on Twitter. Don't look at Twitter. I'm not. I'm just saying in the cars right now. They are yelling at you. Because you haven't mentioned one name. Okay. That could oh, upset okay. all okay. of this. That's fair. I, I was waiting to get to him. <laughs> Where's Phil Kessel in all of this? So, okay. Um, I, I look at this as objectively as I possibly can. He would have been third on the team in scoring last year in points. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't want to just throw Phil Kessel in as, as just a name that I was talking about because, one, I, I love Phil Kessel too much for that. Um, I'm banking on Phil Kessel being really good this coming season for the Golden Knights. I, you look at what he's been able to do over the course of his career, right? You're talking about a guy that's one goal away from 400. We're about 45 points away from 1,000. 12,000 NHL games. Should have won a con Smythe for sure. And there's motivation there. Because he led the Pittsburgh Penguins in scoring in one championship season. Yes, yes. and he was better than Sidney Crosby. Points-wise. Yes. Anyway, um, here's the thing with Phil Kessel. Everyone's looking at the goal total for last year. Eight goals. It was historically the worst shooting percentage season that Phil Kessel has had in his career. Like he was hitting at 4.6%. Over the course of his career, which is a very, very vast career, he's been about 105 to 11% shooting percentage. I think Phil Kessel's going to rebound. I think he's going to score 20 goals for so the So why Knights. wasn't he brought up earlier? Because I wanted to take some time to talk about why I think Phil Kessel's going to be So are you changing your goal? top three? No, I'm not changing my top three. I said anybody, Darren. I'm just presenting this case now for Phil Kessel in that I think he's going to score 20 goals. I think that you can realistically look at 60-ish points, and that might 60-ish be... 60-ish points? Yeah. 
20 goals? No, I, I, I would go a little bit higher. Would you? It, based on his numbers last year, yeah. in a, I don't care, we're out of it, this <laughs> sucks, I'm playing uh, basically I'm, to play every game, there's nothing on the line on a night-to-night basis in Arizona type atmosphere, and he still almost scored 60 points. I want to see. I want to see more than that. I am being conservative in that I think the there's the, no room for conservatism the in here. Baseline for Phil Kessel is 20 goals and 60 points, and and do I think that he can go over that? Absolutely. Do I think that he can find himself in the three spot? For sure, I do. That's why I said I look at that three spot in the same way that you're looking at two. It could be anybody on this Golden Knights team, and I truly do believe that you can have some guys. Take off. You could have Nick Waugh career year. You could have Phil Kessel showing the world that he is every bit the player that he was when he was winning Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. All of those things would be good for the Golden Knights. So Phil's career number for points in a season is 92. Mm-hmm. One with Pittsburgh. Uh, he's been in the 80s a couple of times. The last, last... Six years, 92, 82, 38, 43, 52. Like last year's numbers, points-wise, respectable sure. by Phil Kessel on, on that team. I wouldn't take the minus 24, but everybody was cold in, uh, in, in Arizona last year. It was a tough winter. It was a chilly winter. Yeah. But the goals will, will, will come back. But you, I asked you best-case scenario, mm-hmm. top three. Phil might be a best-case scenario. I don't have him in mind right now. But I don't know how, and this could change with how Butch does his lineup configuration. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't be a bad thing. That would be an easy supplement in there. It wouldn't be, uh, okay, players coming from a bottom six spot and they're in there because others faltered. Phil could be top three in points with this season without anybody necessarily having a bad year or a couple of players having a bad year. I think we've hit on the most likely scenarios for top three in scoring for the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, Phil Kessel, Jonathan Marcheseau, Chandler Stevenson, and then you can kind of throw in a smattering of names. Could it be Riley Smith? Sure. Could it yeah. be William Carlson? Yeah, it could be. Could it be Shea Theodore having a phenomenal year? Yeah, it's possible. But I, I look at it as any combination of those first four names, right? Any combination of Marcheseau, Eichel, Stone, Kessel, Mm-hmm. That would be good for the Golden Knights. Smith has led this team in scoring, in goals, mm-hmm. goal scoring uh, before. So I do want to make sure that his name is is present in this discussion. What could be the determining factor is who's on the top line, who's on the second line, who's on the third line. Yeah. Do you have an idea of who plays with Jack Eichel on that number one line? This is purely a guess mm-hmm. on both of our parts because we haven't had a chance to really gauge Butch Cassidy's uh, philosophy yeah, on what or, he's going to do. Or angling and yeah. what he might be yeah. thinking about this. Uh, if I were going to load it up right now, it would be Jonathan Marcheseau with Jack Eichel and Mark Stone. And, and that's, that's, for this team, I think the best top line that you can put together. I, I always... Go back to the misfits together, mm-hmm. and that—that's a change from when I first arrived in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I, I was always thinking, okay, can we, can we move them up? 
move them around. We'll we'll see uh, how how two of them play together and another one over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's been an evolution in my thinking. Yeah, and I do go back to that. I don't know whether uh, a new coach comes in. I almost default to it being different. Sure, but I. I like it, so I'm just giving you my opinion mm-hmm. uh, right now that the misfits are together. But I would put on on the top line, uh, Eichel, Stone, and Stevenson, because mm-hmm. I love the Stevenson speed. Because Eichel loves to slow the game down so much. He's so effective. He's a fast player, mm-hmm. but he doesn't uh, have that like break out, go down the wing stride. Like he glides. He's, we've talked about that before. Deceptive. How, uh, how, how, he, how he has speed, but he doesn't necessarily take that, that stride. He yeah. pushes off. Uh, and then you've got Stone. So I, I like the idea of adding the speed element mm-hmm. of Chandler Stevenson. And with Stevenson and Eichel having played a little bit together last year, sure. yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. And then you put uh, Wah with, with Kessel on mm-hmm. the third line and any mixture of of winger uh, on the on the other side of that. Yeah, I mean I I don't think there's a wrong answer, right? Like it, Well, it, mine's right. Eh, we'll see. There's no wrong answer, but can we say that mine's right? So you're you're advocating that the misfits are going to stay together. I that, Not not advocating, but you're operating under that assumption. That's what I would do. Sure. I, I almost guarantee you I'm wrong on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you can't be right. Yeah, but that's just where where I'm thinking coming into it. Uh, on that particular side, mm-hmm. but uh, that that will be what like if the misfits are are two of them are together uh-huh, and yeah. one's one's out. Does that does that remove the possibility of one of them being in in your top three? Uh, does that change how they're utilized? It we will for sure, uh, yeah. unless that one is up on the first line it may well, help those points. Well, that's that's kind of the one that I I. I'm looking at in, in terms of John of the Marsh. So like, I, I think if there's a misfit that is going to go to the top line, it's John of the Marsh. So, right. Like I, I think that we all kind of understand that, recognize that now it becomes a question of, do you split them all up or do you have that tandem of William Carlson and Riley Smith that are so in tune with one another defensively that are so good at killing penalties? Do you utilize those two players as your main shutdown defensive role type players? Do you take away those heavy, hard minutes of defensive hockey away from Mark Stone and saddle them with William Carlson and Riley Smith? Who needs to have the big year the most? Hmm. That's a really interesting question. Uh, default to Eichel, right? Because you you acquire Jack your Eichel best player. with the idea that he's going to be your superstar. And, and, and not just good... Not just great, but you're talking top 10 in the NHL. Yep. That's what you want. So I would say the most pressure is on Jack Eichel to have a big year. Right behind that, it's Mark Stone. And, and it's only because of you, you want to make sure Mark Stone is healthy. You want to make sure that when Mark Stone is healthy, he looks like Mark Stone. And I think that's going to be the big question with him. And is, his influence on the team it, when he's going good. When he's going good, the leadership in the yep. room. He wears the C for a reason. You need Mark Stone contributing to this team night in and night out. That, that's going to be massive. It's going to be big. I think uh, Marshall having a good year is always great mm-hmm. because of the confidence that it, it lends to <clears throat> itself, to bleeding in through yeah. the room yeah. and, and, and the energy being around that. Uh, I, Carlson, to me, needs to come back with some kind of 
top three type season. I would love to be able to to see that. That might be the most important for the Golden Knights, mm-hmm. right? Like individually speaking, we're talking about Eichel, we're talking about Stone, we're talking about Marcheseau, but but in terms of team success, if you get a 25 goal campaign out of William Carlson, that's amazing for this team. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Carlson has that type of renaissance season, it will inspire haircuts all over the valley? I hope not. I like long hair. I'm sad that he cut his hair. I think we might see it. Shed the past. Let's go with a a fresh look. Not a fan of that. William Carlson has long hair forever. What do you... Chapman? No, I, I'm I'm with Ryan. I'm disappointed. You see Chapman's hair? He's not yeah. cutting it. I'm 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 disappointed that that he cut the hair. I mean, he had the locks. He he had that Thor thing going for him. You know, good looking Swede with the long hair. I mean, it's 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 disappointing that he cut it. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. We for those that haven't seen the Instagram video, mm-hmm. like it's 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 neat to see him with the short sharp look. Newly married William yeah. Carlson, by but, the way, too. If you're wondering how that's going to look on the ice, do you think it looks different? I think it does because it I, does. I, I, I think you're used to seeing the yes. the, the locks under, I've watched, outside the helmet. I've watched them skate a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what? It's it's different. Maybe he's thinking he'll just fly under the radar on the ice. He might. No one's might, gonna know it's William Carlson. Like that <laughs> puts up 43 goals. Where did so, this come from? So do you think that clears the the way for Stone to just take her down to? Didn't he already? But he could have grown it out. I haven't seen I, it. That's fair. I, I don't know. He he he's his hair is, is great too though. Like I know. You got to go with well. I'll be honest. I feel like all hockey players should do what Patrick Liney does. Mm-hmm. Get it cut right before the season, and then just do not get it cut until after the year. So you start with a nice, fresh, clean cut. Um, yep. And then by the end of the year, you're just you're a completely different person. Got got to got to dress like him too though, like with the, with a very Colorful suits, the Oakley like, blades. I, I don't think you got to copy everything. I'm no, just no, saying, no. like, it's get a one haircut a year. It's totally a shot. Fine. Yeah, that's what I do. I get one one haircut a year. That's what it is. Really? More or less. That's not right. One to two. That's not right. What do you mean? Seriously? That's, not right. that's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> you should get more than one haircut. I, I, I agree how, with you. How often uh, do you get your haircut? I'm uh, twice, three twice to a three and a half week. Guy. And you've got that little what do they call that the the patch? Do you, you don't color that right? <laughs> do you want to have this conversation right now? Kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah let's go there. All right, we're not doing Fire anything away. else right now. Fire away. I mean, do, do you color that, or is that just a natural thing? We're gonna take a break. We'll come back and <laughs> okay. we'll have that yes. conversation. All right, because it's it'll take us way past break time mm-hmm. if we get into this. But there's a couple of different stories about the patch that I, that I will pass your way. Uh, plus, the uh, rookie tournament has been announced. Uh, those dates and what's going to happen for the Vegas Golden Knights and the uh, freshmen or the kids uh, fresh into the organization uh, will run that down t- uh, for you. It's uh, just over a week away. It's the VGK Insider Show. Patching things up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. All right, I'm going to bury the lead here. We'll have the hair stuff in a little bit. I'll, I'll tell you all about the patch, or what do you want to call it, the gray streak. 
in just a little bit. It's the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you that uh, the Rookie Camp roster for the tournament in San Jose has been released, and you will be able to hear all three games that the Vegas Golden Knights rookies participate in right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, next week, uh, the rookie face-off in uh, San Jose takes place from the 16th to the 19th. So next weekend, Jamie Heward, Joel Ward uh, will coach Manny Vivros, uh, sending our best to him. He continues his recovery from uh, prostate cancer. So the three games uh, that the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will take part in will have a roster that will include the likes of Brendan Brisson, mm-hmm. Zach Dean. Uh, we've got uh, Ivan Morozov, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who I'm really excited to see. Yeah, Daniel Cheka, Lucas Cormier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Caden Korzak uh, last week. They're going to take a, a couple of goaltenders, but there's a lot uh, of talent and some talent. I think that when when we say that next step. That doesn't necessarily mean the Golden Knights on a full-time basis, mm-hmm. but I, I think you could see a big step production and contributing that it positions you for the year after. Mm-hmm. Although Morozov I, is is one of those ones that I, I want to be able to see more firsthand before I say before I limit him to be able to make a, a like just a crazy jump yeah i'm really interested in in morozov uh, mainly because you know you look you got to look at him at development camp and there were moments where he looked really good and then there were moments where it, it almost felt like speed the speed of the game was was you know it, smaller ice all that stuff so i'm really interested to see morozov in a competitive game setting, not just a scrimmage, but an actual game. Like I, I'm really looking forward to that. From, from there, um, Matias Apavalov, like telling you, getting getting a look at him. Yeah, it's Nick Watt 2.0. Like he moves the same way, he holds on to the puck the same way. I'm really curious to see that. And then, but for Vegas Golden Knights top pick last mm-hmm. year, yeah, in the draft, and then and this then year in the draft. for me, like goaltending is 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 always something that I I clue in on. Uh, Jesper Vickman, to me, mm-hmm. was very impressive during development camp. He he looked phenomenal. His movement, economy, everything looked really, really good. So again, uh, I'm I'm very curious to see him in a game like setting. Uh, Brisson, number one. What what's he do in those games? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I want to tell you that uh, the the Golden Knights will take on the Arizona Coyotes on next Friday. And uh, that's at 4.30. There will not be a VGK Insider Show that day. Uh, Saturday, the Golden Knights face the Los Angeles Kings in the afternoon. And then on Monday, the Golden Knights wrap up the three games against the Anaheim Ducks at 12.30. And all of those games can be heard right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So it's three games in four days for the rookie tournament, uh, which uh, is a great indication. A lot of these same guys uh, at the at the development camp Uh Lucas Cormier is is a guy that mm. I, I can't get enough of. Watched him at the World Junior Championship, and and has those uh, those abilities and that yeah. uh, that gambling mentality. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love seeing him. It's, whenever I see his number and it's circling behind the net and it's not his own <laughs> net, a, a big smile uh, takes over my face. So uh, there's there's uh, some some really cool storylines uh, to follow from the Vegas Golden Knights from that rookie tournament the the top pick from this year's draft mm-hmm. and then Brendan Brisson 
uh, arguably the top uh, prospect in the organization right now. Yeah, I mean, I would I would look at Brendan Brisson and what he does in these in these games as as laying the foundation for his case to make this team. Right, like we're we're looking at the Golden Knights roster, we're kind of assessing it up and down. I don't know that Brendan Brisson is going to find his way opening night on the Vegas Golden Knights roster, but the best chance that he will have is showing out and showing out well in these rookie camp games and leading that into training camp. Uh, at the risk of uh, hyping up Brendan Brisson mm-hmm. too much, mm-hmm. if he's on the opening night roster, that's a really good thing. Oh, I agree. Yeah, the, It wouldn't be one of those ones where uh, he just slid in the side door. Sure. If yeah. Brendan Brisson's on the opening night roster, that means he did something really big mm-hmm. and special yeah. during the preseason. With the rookie tournament and then... Uh, the National Hockey League preseason games that the Vegas Golden Knights will play seven of. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I, again, kind of assessing if that's going to be something we see or, or realistic, that all starts next week. And that's why these games, these this rookie camp is so important for those players that are trying to, as you said, either set themselves apart going into main camp with aspirations to make the Golden Knights or to just set themselves into a different level among the prospects within the organization. Right, it's a rookie tournament, and there's some weird numbers that you don't have. You don't have your traditional roster set here, mm-hmm. in, in from a numerical standpoint. Okay. Like Cheka and Korzak are numbers five and six. They're mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. single-digit numbers among skaters <laughs> yep. out there. Yep. You got some guys in the teens, a couple in the twenties, mm-hmm. and then everybody else thirty and up. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking at this list. Mm-hmm. Who are you saying they can't believe they got that number and they can't wait to trade in the number and vice versa? Who maybe has a strange number that you go, I can I could see sticking with that. That's kind of a cool number that I never thought to wear. Um well I mean the goalies for for all intents and purposes, Isaiah Seville and Jesper Vickman, like they're pretty good. They're they're yeah, thirty one thirty two, that's traditional. They're in a good spot. But skater wise. Um, you know, like Patrick Gay. To me, 47. Mm-hmm. I'll take 47 all day long. It's a unique number. It's different. It it, it feels like uh like a chippy player that has a little bit of bite in his game. 47's a great goalie number. That can put uh, I don't think so. Lucas Spiza wore number 47. I, I think I think 47 for Patrick Gay works. Um to me, like 78, Jace Weir. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be 78 on a hockey team. <laughs> That's, that, that's just that's just the weirdest number. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. To it's, me, uh, you're right. It's like the inversion of Sidney Crosby. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the polar opposite of Sidney Crosby. Connor Corcoran, 85. Eh, 85 doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother you. 78's weird. We've got an 89 and a 95. I'm not sure I'm big on 95. <clears throat> but the number that I don't want out of all of this... Mm-hmm. Is eighty-seven. That's fair, I guess, and, and especially because it's uh, uh, <laughs> Will is is number eighty-seven, and uh, right out, and he's a defenseman. So you, you're not going to yeah. be doing yeah. the the big rushes or taking draws. Eighty-seven. That's the number that I don't want. Anyway, that's how did how did, to, how did three defensemen get eighty-seven and above? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, I don't think. Uh, that that is well. There's some numbers that you can't give out because they're already taken with the organization, sure, right? Sure. So that sure. limits you in in some capacity what you're going to do 
uh, in and around the other uh, side of it. Um, the hair. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. patch. Yep, the All right. We got a couple of minutes here. Let's do it. Fire away. You 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 wanted to go down this path. Yes. I'll let you ask anything you want well, about I, the the grayness of the front of my hair. Well, like I, I guess, <laughs> is it natural? That's probably the first. thing. It is natural. Do you think I would do this on person? I. You purpose? know what? Knowing you, hold on. As a signature look, yes, yeah, kinda. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm far too lazy for that. <laughs> yeah, but you just way, said you get your haircut like every way, three, three way and a too half lazy. Weeks. Yeah, but I don't do it. Well, right, no, but no, like but, you, but, you would go. It would. It wouldn't really add to your time in the chair. Like mm-hmm. you would go, they would, you know, put a little bit of you ever, foil you ever, in your hair. You, and you ever good. color your hair? I no. did once. No. I used to have uh, It takes time. Yeah. <laughs> Which takes us down the second uh, comment about this. When I went from, when I was at Sportsnet, uh, I was promoted or hired or whatever. We got the national rights. So I got one of our national rights uh, nights to host. Mm-hmm. It was on the condition that my boss told me that I had to color my hair. Oh wow! Oh, I had, he didn't like I, it. I had to dye in the uh, color in the the gray patch. Now, when you what year? How old were you when you started? Getting yeah, that, that was, that was, uh, was my probably, next question. I was probably early thirties. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a puck in the head mm-hmm. when I was sixteen. Okay, that that gouged my face up like crazy. My top, my forehead. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's a trauma thing from that. Oh, yeah. Were you but, not wearing a mask? Yeah, pressure cut, baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You gotta make I mean again, no. I don't play you. with people like you. <laughs> well, I don't play at all. So have you, you skates? Have you you skated? Skated no, I haven't yet, but oh, oh my I've, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the three of us to get together. We could, you know, plan so it out and the hair is all natural. Yeah. Uh and uh my kids love it. Yeah. Mm. And I'm too lazy to do anything about it. So mm. you factor in those two things with the natural part of it. It is. I I, I kind of wish it was on the sides so we we could start, you know, making references to the newspaper editor from the Spider Man comics. Because mm. Jonah Jameson. Yes, that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Really, Parker, <laughs> give me some photographs, Parker. That you was this all setting that up? <laughs> no, no, of course Parker. not. But but you know, when I see it, 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 it kind of reminds me of that. Like, I, hey, I'm going to make a Spider-Man joke. No, it wasn't. But a, I don't actually have the name of the character I'm making Parker. the joke about. It wasn't a joke. I, I was, oh. you know, I was just saying. The only reason it, I know that is so the, the, I used to watch that cartoon all the time. Yeah. And he'd, he'd always flip around the, <clears throat> the flagpole at the front of the building, <clears throat> but there was never a flag on it. <laughs> like, what what is going on there? Even when I was six, I knew that there was supposed to be a flag on there. You know, it's funny. My, my son asked me not too long ago where the web goes when spider-man yeah. is just flying around the city he's like oh, it's well, biodegradable where no 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 no, 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 no. no, no. But what is he yeah. what is it, what is it attached yeah. to yeah you never see the attachment point oh it's on the building that's what i told that's him. logical yeah that's what i told him see yeah. now i he's six i had i had one of those facebook memories pop up the other day and it was one where my kid maybe like eight nine years ago when he was like five six mm-hmm he told me that super mario defied the laws of physics when he was shooting his fireball underwater and i'm like Okay, you should not be aware of this at like six years old. That there's laws of physics about why Super Mario can't shoot fireballs underwater when he's uh, killing. That's uh, proof that uh, brains skip a generation. Yes, right they there. absolutely did. There, that is absolute. I, I was more concerned with not being proof. killed by the fish. When we continue, it is uh, hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. We are going to give you our top five, top five remaining free agents in the National Hockey League and one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Stay with us on Fox Sports Las Vegas.